Today, there is a lot of very interesting crypto news to talk about. Everything from massive wash trading over $200 billion in Asia to a Facebook stable coin. What's going on, everybody? It is Crypto Bobby. Hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you are watching or listening in from. And yes, like I said today, there is a ton of interesting news to cover. And we'll start with the token taxonomy bill, which is a bipartisan effort that could have really positive implications actually for cryptocurrency in the United States. And I know not everybody watching is in the United States, but uh, still worth discussing the potential positive implications that that could have. Also want to talk about USD versus USDT. Yes, you can actually now margin trade tether versus the US dollar. What does that mean? Why is that important, if at all? Facebook reportedly working on Facebooks. I don't know what they're going to call it, but Facebook is reportedly working on a stablecoin that will be integrated into WhatsApp, specifically in India. Does that matter? Should we care at all? Is that good for Bitcoin or cryptocurrency? Is that bad? Is Facebook the vampire squid of 2018? Kind of in my opinion, but we'll get into all of that. And lastly, Upbit had a number of executives charged with essentially creating fake volume and wash trading 226 billion dollars over the course of late 2017 kind of into the bull run so a lot to disseminate from that and more let's hop into the computer so this news came out yesterday and a few different people were talking about it but i in my opinion think it's it's fairly underrated as far as the level of of hype that this is getting and this is a bipartisan bill that u.s lawmakers are seeking to put into place and it's called the token taxonomy act and it was put forward by uh, Warren Davidson and Darren Soto. And the interesting part about this is they are working to essentially amend the Securities Act of 1933 and the Securities Exchange Act of 1934, which are the acts that currently govern a lot of the thought process around how cryptocurrencies outside of Bitcoin are kind of looked at, viewed, and how companies in the space are, are structuring their businesses. And the reason that in a lot of cases, I think this is, is good off the bat, but we'll get into even more, is we are trying to fit very new technology within the past 10 years, and a lot of it within the past five years, we're trying to fit very new technology into laws from 1933, 1934, potentially even older. Yes, those laws have worked well, but I'm personally of the opinion that we're trying to fit a you know square peg into a round hole and it's not necessarily working too well right now and it's a lot of, of craziness happening because of that. The big thing that this bill is trying to put forward is the idea that decentralized assets or decentralized cryptocurrencies that don't necessarily have one entity or one person in control or one uh, organization in control of the operation would be spared from the designation of being a security. And being a security and having to fit into the Securities Act of 1933, the Securities Exchange Act of 1934 makes things very difficult for anybody who is trying to either launch a cryptocurrency or who is trying to kind of build something in this space. There are a lot of things that when you apply securities laws to it, makes it a lot more difficult. So the bill is trying to define what they call as digital tokens or digital units that are created and trying to structure a way in which it could be essentially easier for for businesses and for users to participate in this ecosystem as a whole. Now, again, I know everybody is not 
from the United States watching this, probably about 50% of you folks might be. But this is also interesting too, and this is something that I've repeatedly talked about as far as the United States' approach to regulation. But they specifically say this bill provides the certainty American markets need to compete with Singapore, Switzerland, and others out there like Malta or whoever else who are aggressively growing their blockchain economies. To be certain, there are other regulatory initiatives at some point in time, but this legislation is an essential step to keeping this market alive in the United States. So at at the very least, certain members of the United States government are recognizing the fact that, hey, this, this blockchain, this cryptocurrency thing does have legs. And if we do not foster or at least provide some level of certainty to allow businesses to operate here within the confines of the law, then those businesses are going to move to other countries, other continents. They're going to move to Singapore, Switzerland, Malta, wherever else. We're going to potentially lose out on tax revenue or whatever else it might be, just fostering innovation in the country. So they're recognizing the fact that this is an important step to put forth. And one of the great parts about this, and this is very applicable for really anybody in the US, and hopefully this is something that gets passed along to other countries if it does get passed as well. But this specific thing that where cryptocurrency, there are a lot of of tax implications, and especially if it comes down to expecting cryptocurrency to be adopted in the long run, it you have to pay capital gains tax on even a $5 transaction if you wanted to buy coffee. And if you're really being precise with it, you're supposed to be paying taxes on that. So they're looking to exclude capital gains or or make uh, capital gains trigger events to exclude that from under a certain threshold. So in this case, uh, if there is a sale or exchange of virtual currency below $600, that would not be a taxable event, which makes if you are either trading under $600 or if you you want to buy a PlayStation with your with your cryptocurrency and you want to do that on a on a website right now you have to pay you're supposed to be paying capital gains taxes on that or it's just a taxable event in general now under $600 if this bill were to be pushed forward that would be a very positive development for a lot of people in my personal opinion if you'd like to read this bill i will post a link to the coindesk article And below that, there is also the actual bill itself, the Token Taxonomy Act of 2018. 10 pages would definitely recommend checking it out. But at a very high level, I think this is a positive development, a common sense approach that would allow for decentralized cryptocurrencies and crypto assets to not have to comply to laws from 1933. Also make it easier on the consumer as well as businesses that are operating in this space when it comes down to having a taxable threshold of $600. I think that is great as well. But just looking at this at a very high level, granted, this has not passed. This is not something that has been put in place yet. But I would love to see this type of uh, bill either move forward or be seen as a framework or groundwork to continue to innovate on top of. So I'm very happy to see the United States moving forward with something like this, or at least a bipartisan effort from two, you know, from two people within the government to move something like this forward. And as far as things go, I'm not like a total anarchist. I don't think that the government government shouldn't be involved at all. And there shouldn't be should be no regulations. Because when you look at the other side of the spectrum, there's things like this that happen. And uh, this is specifically Upbit. It is a Korean crypto exchange. And to be honest, I think there is excuse the language, but a lot of fuckery that happens with some of the Asian crypto exchanges. I don't think that in many cases that they get held to to the same rules or the same set of standards that you might see from, you know, a Coinbase or a Gemini or 
a Kraken or a Poloniex or a Bitrex or you know, even like a Binance. And this is this is pretty mind-blowing stuff. And I've been talking about it a lot recently, talking about wash trading, talking about inflated volume when we saw KuCoin would die in the trading competition. And there was a whole report that came out recently about the incredible amounts of fake volume that are being uh, that, that are occurring on exchanges. And a lot of those were exchanges like Upbit. And you go here, three uh, executives from Upbit, which was or is one of South Korea's largest cryptocurrency exchanges, largest, I'm putting that in all quotes, if you're listening, or air quotes, if you're listening on the podcast, but uh, they've been formally charged by the country's prosecutors. And if you read this, this shit is nuts. So the executives are alleged to have made fraudulent transactions between September to December of last year. So really in the peak of the bull run, September to December, 2017, using fake corporate accounts to make bogus orders worth 254 trillion won, which is the equivalent of $226 billion to inflate trading volumes and attract more customers to their exchange. They're also accused of selling 11,000 Bitcoins to customers to uh, make uh, or the equivalent of $133 million through those rigged transactions. So this happens across the board. And this is like the other end of the spectrum. Like, the the U.S. the token taxonomy bill I think is is good regulation and it's it's helpful but there still is a lot of and again excuse the word fuckery going on where you have companies like this Upbit that are taking a bunch of money and taking basically trading back and forth between these corporate accounts to the point of two hundred twenty six billion billion with a B there is twenty five billion dollars in volume daily right now or at, on a good day sometimes ten billion dollars. You're talking about $226 billion of volume that these guys faked. And what does that do? We've talked about it before, but it when what happens when you fake volume is people go to CoinMarketCap, and I'll pull it up here. People pop over to CoinMarketCap, and they'll see, you know, maybe this is somebody in Korea, maybe it's somebody elsewhere, but they'll pop over to CoinMarketCap and they'll see, okay, you know, I want to go trade Bitcoin, or I want to go trade Bitcoin Cash. Where am I going to do that? I'm going to click on the markets. And then I'm going to see what is the, you know, where, where's the most volume? What's the place that has the most uh, available to trade? What's the most liquid? And at some point in time, I'm sure up it was way, way up here. Now it's not. But that provides, that is a fantastic customer acquisition tool because people see all this volume. Turns out, though, none of it's freaking real. And it's a great customer acquisition strategy, but it's totally illegal or depending upon your jurisdiction illegal but that type of stuff is on the opposite end of like yes i think there are a lot of good things that we need to to kind of lay off or the government needs to lay off from a regulatory perspective but then this like they should just put the hammer down on this because it's this is the type of bullshit that needs to get cleaned up to make cryptocurrency a legitimate uh kind of a legitimate industry as a whole in my opinion and this is something that came out last night bloomberg broke this story at about 735 there have been rumors about this cheddar was all over it too recently but facebook is developing a cryptocurrency specifically for whatsapp transfers in india now this is interesting on a couple different levels because facebook has been rumored to be in the crypto game for quite some time if you go on their website you can search for blockchain related jobs they have an entire team david marcus who is the former president of paypal is running the team he left the messenger app team which he was heading to run the uh, blockchain unit at facebook and for me in my personal opinion not that this is like anti-crypto but 
I am not incredibly interested and granted I don't live in India so I would not necessarily reap the benefits of this but when it comes down to like decentralization and cryptocurrency Facebook is like the last company that I want to to, to lead the you know to, to lead that into if it positively affects Bitcoin somehow cool but I'm not going to like sit here and say that you know Facebook entering cryptocurrency by creating a Facebook's stable coin that allows for transfers in India and I'm sure that would expand to other countries as well via WhatsApp you know it could be cool but is it really cryptocurrency not really it's just kind of digital money it's just digital Facebook's so that's I, I am not incredibly excited on that I'm not incredibly bullish on the other end of the spectrum pomp I'm sure a lot of you guys follow him on Twitter but he posted this yesterday it's part of his newsletter I think he was a, if I correct, I might be wrong here, but I believe he was a former member of the growth team at Facebook. And he has an argument that Facebook is actually the most important company in crypto. I would respectfully disagree with that. I will post a link to his news post uh, and article that you can read. But you know, he makes the artic- uh, he makes the argument that Facebook can essentially out execute anybody in this game. And there are a number of reasons why Facebook has a competitive advantage here. Uh, many of which I, I I agree with, and I think he he makes fantastic points. I still think that you know when when you kind of take the covers off and and look at the company behind it, and then the technology that they're building, it's still not appealing to me as somebody who is interested in the kind of decentralized nature, be it Bitcoin, be it something like Dai, whatever it might be. A lot of the different components of the financial ecosystem. I don't think that this is really a, a massively new new development although this is also speculating on a on a Bloomberg post that maybe it is the you know best thing since sliced bread and a fantastic onboarding tool into cryptocurrency which is somewhat of a pomp's argument but for me this this doesn't get my juices flowing at all lastly we have Bitfinex opening up margin trading for USDT to USD why is this interesting why is this important at all Saw some skeptic, some healthy skepticism on Twitter about this. Also saw some people actually explaining what this means. But if you're not familiar, USDT is Tether. Uh, oftentimes, if you go to CoinMarketCap, Tether loses its peg to the US dollar. So if we pull this up over here, Tether can lose its peg to the US dollar. Right now, it's trading at about a dollar two. In the past three months, there were certain times where Tether was as low as 93, 94 cents and sometimes as high as right now about a dollar two dollar three so this is really interesting because presumably the US dollar is actually presumably the US dollar is actually stable whereas tether allows you margin trading USDT to USD I'm sure a lot of you do not actually have Bitfinex accounts though but margin trading USDT to USD does a couple different things it allows people to bet on the or to speculate to leverage on the uh, financial stability of tether as well as of bitfinex because tether and bitfinex are, are often seen as intertwined so if you are somebody that believes that tether is not actually backed by dollar it's full of crap you can sit on a short position of usdt against usd for quite some time and potentially be sitting there waiting for that day of reckoning the the bitfinex day of reckoning to come alternatively on the occasions where there's a ton of negative uh, negative press, there's a lot of FUD that Tether is going to go bankrupt, that there isn't a dollar, that it's, you know, when, when you see USDT at 93 cents, 
you can lever up and buy USDT against the US dollar and make that delta between the 93, 93 cents and the dollar. Granted, you're probably never going to see a 10x. I'm not sure the level of margin that is being offered, but still something interesting to see. And I think it might provide for more accurate price discovery of Tether. We'll start to see, you know, if people really do believe, because you could always sell Tether, you can never necessarily sell it short. Now there's an opportunity for people to uh, acquire short sell positions in Tether, potentially bet for that to go down. And also, you know, on the converse, see what might happen there if there are margin longs in Tether. Like I said before, I think a lot of this, the stuff that, that came out today in the past 24 hours was actually pretty big news. And I know for a lot of people, 2018, outside of maybe the past couple of days where we saw a tiny bit of a bounce, but 2018 was not a good year from a price standpoint. The one thing I would say, and as somebody who gets to, to work in the ecosystem on a daily basis, is that work in the spaces is definitely not stopping. It's, in my opinion, probably been more efficient and people are hunkering down more and realizing that they actually have to build and provide value on a daily basis. And you can see that in the sense of the desire from you know, US lawmakers to pass a bipartisan bill. You can also see that even though I'm not personally a fan of the initiative, but Facebook actually hiring and paying very, <laughs> very experienced executives to be running a blockchain cryptocurrency initiative been a lot of positive developments behind the scenes that I think will eventually come to fruition. How does that impact the price? When does that actually happen? I don't know, but I still am personally very excited about the industry moving forward. Hopefully you enjoyed this video. If you did, would love for you to hit the thumbs up button. Thank you so much for your time. Crypto Bobby signing out. Hope you have a good one. Peace.